Hello, everybody, and welcome to the newest episode of the Sean Matthew Podcast. Is it Sean Matthew Podcast or is it Sean Matthew's Podcast? I don't know. We're just flowing. We're just doing it on the fly. And uh, this is the podcast, and I'm glad you're here for episode. We're going to call this episode three, technically, but I'm not sure about the first episode. Uh, I didn't have my guy, Joe, as the co-host, and it didn't go as smoothly as I wanted and I could be kind of a perfectionist at times. Um, not too happy with that first episode. Might delete it. Not sure yet. So this is technically episode. We'll call it. We'll call it episode two point five. I guess for now. Um, but we have uh, we have Joe Thurman here again, the man, the myth, the legend. <laughs> and today is Veterans Day. It's eleven eleven. If ever a lot of people look into eleven eleven as like some spiritual magical numbers and they, they catch the clock at eleven eleven, they think it means something. Today's eleven eleven. But today's eleven eleven and it's Veterans Day. It's a very, very important day. Um, we honor all our veterans there. It's a federal holiday in the United States, basically honoring uh military vet- veterans who served in the the United States Armed Forces. Um, I believe the history of it, according to Wikipedia, is uh World War One. the major hostilities were ended on the 11th hour of the 11th day of the 11th month of 1918 um, when the armistice armistice uh, with Germany went into effect. Um, and it was renamed from Armistice Day to Veterans Day in 1954. I'm not going to, you know, this whole episode is not about Veterans Day. I just want to make it clear that we honor our veterans. They're very important to us. It's why we exist today. They fought for a country. They continue to fight for a country. And Joe Thurman certainly knows a lot about veterans. Joe, welcome back. And, you know, what do you think about Veterans Day? Well, uh, thank you uh, for the introduction. It's good to be here. Um, you know, I other than what you just cited, I mean, uh, I know a lot of times people will say, well, Veterans Day and Memorial Day, what's the day, you know? And I always would just tell them that it did, the difference is just that Memorial Day is specifically to remember those who have fallen, those who have given their lives in battle, okay? And Veterans Day is more inclusive. It's everybody, everyone and anyone who participated in battle for our country, whether they're deceased, whether they're still alive, whether they came back wounded, whether they came back uh, without wounds or whatever. And we have a lot of folks, you know, who come back and, and appear to be fine, but have, you know, PTSD and so forth. But just everybody, it's an all-inclusive thing. And I think it's a good thing. I don't think you can ever thank your veterans too much. So, uh, but that's just the basic difference there. But uh, uh, thank you to all of you who are listening who, uh, who served our country. I thank you very much. And we thank I'm you sure, as well. I'm sure that um, most people have at least one family member or a friend or acquaintance even that has served in the military or is currently serving. And I can say that my grandfather served in the military. Um, he died uh, younger than he should have, but it wasn't in battle. Um, it was of natural causes of disease like cancer, basically. Um, but, uh, he was a veteran and I do, uh, take a lot of pride in having my grandfather be a veteran. Um, Joe Thurman, do you, do you know anybody who's, you know, any veterans? What's your, what's your, it's funny. You, you mentioned grandfather, my mother's father, my grandfather who died four years before I was born, never knew him. 
but I knew a lot of, I know a lot about him. Uh, he served in World War I, boots on the ground. Um, and his son, my mother's brother, uh, was in the Navy uh, and served in the Navy. Uh, I don't think he, uh, you know, was there during any uh, war or anything like that. But again, this is it's all inclusive for for anyone who served in the, you know, uh, in the military, um, primarily, you know, veterans of war. But uh, uh, yeah, I have family members. I have uh, I know quite a few people, some some fellas who who served in war. Um, uh, Caddy Corner to growing up, Caddy Corner to me. Um, the father there, Dave Thompson. I can say he's he's been deceased for about twenty years now, but uh, he was a Marine, and um, he was in Korea. Um, no major wounds, but I think I think my man had some uh, PTSD, and he came back and um, is a hell of a nice guy, real good guy. But um, he was um. Very fond of the bottle, uh, and no one could really blame someone that come, you know. And and this is back before they even identified PTSD. And that's only been a recent thing that they. It always existed, obviously. You know, guys have come back and have always suffered the, this kind of stress, but no one put a label on it till recently. Um, so you can't blame these guys that come back from this kind of stuff with. Uh, uh, for for engaging in, in self medicating and and so forth and and this kind of thing, I think we we tend to be a little too quick to judge uh, in our society today, and not really stop and take a look at why and where and. But yeah, Mr. T, Mr. Thompson, and um, yeah, who, is, who, who did you say, Caddy Comb? I couldn't hear what you said. Caddy Corner from Caddy Corner means that if you walk out, if you live in a residential area and you walk out your front door, it's not the house right across the street. It could be the house diagonally to either your right or your left. Right? That's <laughs> never, what we used to call never, Caddy I've Corner. Never, I've never heard that. <laughs> no, Caddy Corner? Yeah, yeah, Caddy Corner. And I should have, I should have specified. Say, I just took it for granted. Well, you call that Caddy Corner. You walk out. You're, you know, if you live in a housing development <laughs> or wherever. <clears throat> excuse me. And you walk out your front door. Uh, you have right across the street, right? Then you have, you know, adjacent to your next door neighbors, but on an angle, right? On a 45 degree angle to either your right or your left. Those are your caddy. We would call it caddy corner. Okay. And thank you for clearing that up because I, I just, you know, I was, I, just, I, was, yeah. I was seriously confused when you said that because you said it so quickly. I'm like, did he mumble something about caddy corner? <laughs> no, I'm glad you stopped me. What? I'm stopping myself from cursing too much, by the way, audience, because the feedback that I've gotten is uh, excessive, excessive cursing. And I, I'm trying to dial it back. Well, look, we're not. Uh, what happened was, let me just tell the audience, what happened was with the cursing was I'm from New Jersey. So obviously I got a little attitude. I curse a little bit. You know, don't notice all these things because I'm just from New Jersey. So it's like, you know, other people might notice who are from like, the Midwest. They're like, yeah, you're from New fucking New Jersey, right? Um, but what happened was I started doing these food reviews for fun. And uh, I sent it to my crypto group, the, the NFT Blaze, NFT snipers, but now we're called the, the Meta Blazers. Um, so they they saw my food reviews and they're like, I'm like, is there too much cursing? They're like, no, no, the cursing works. We love the cursing. We could feel the New, New Jersey in you. So I got in my mind consciously and subconsciously that I needed the curse to like be entertaining and funny. And that's the the, the, the first uh, initial reactions that I've gotten from the podcast is uh, no, you don't need the curse that much, man. So just letting you know that um, 
you know, it's explicit content for, you know, there's going to be some cursing and we're going to talk about certain subjects that might not be appropriate for all ages and whatnot. But um, what I'm saying is I'm going to dial back the cursing, but if I get the feedback in the future from like our show grows and people are emailing our show and calling in, whatever, whatever the format is. And uh, they're saying, Sean, we need more cursing. I certainly will take into consideration, but Joe, I want to go back to your thing. Um, you mentioned, um, did you never meet your mom's father? Is that what you said? Never did. He, um, he, he died uh, four years before I was born. My oldest brother, my sister, and I'm not sure. I think the next brother is five years older than I. So I guess he was one year, you know, a year old when, uh, when grandpa died. So I, he may have sat on his lap, but he doesn't remember him. But, uh, my oldest brother, Tom, God rest his soul, um, used to speak of him. And my sister has some memories just of, you know, um, he would, you know, bounce her on his knee and say, Oh, there's my good girl. And this kind of a thing, you know, she wasn't that old, right? A couple of years old. But other than that, no. And, and th- the real drag of that is too, and I'm not playing a violin here or anything like that is my father's father. My father's father died when my dad was 15 years old, right? So I never knew him either. So now I'm down to two grandparents. And the one grandparent, my dad's mother, had developed Alzheimer's. And this is before, I'm pretty sure this, they just called it dementia because it's before I think Alzheimer had a, an official name to it type of, you know, but she had developed dementia and had problems. Um, so that grandmom Anna that I knew was always, you know, suffering from dementia. So I don't, so I had one grandparent that really knew who I was and, you know, that was my mom's mom, mother Mary. So, but you know what? Some is better than none. You know, I know, I know what you're saying. Um, I'm just going to speak to that point really quick, not to harp on it, but okay. uh, I never met the, the, my dad's father who, who died. He was a veteran. Like I said, he didn't die in war. Um, he got sick and died when my father was 10. My dad was the youngest boy of four boys and he had a, a sister who was younger than him. So five children. So um, he knew his father just basically until he was 10 years old. I never met my grandfather on my dad's side. Um and uh, yeah, it's it's one of those things with you know you think about it, you're like, man, what would my life have been like if I had you know my grandfather in my life? And like you, but you, yeah. you had those two grandfathers, right? Um, yep. So it's one of those things, you know. It's yes, we're all fortunate that we have our parents. You know, God bless us that we have parents that raised us. And is it greedy of us to want to meet our grandparents? I don't think so. But it's one of those things you think about your whole life. Wow, you know, we'd love to have. Who was my dad's dad? Uh, you know, how did my dad become the man he did? My dad basically, uh, you know, lost his father at 10 and then his mom was raising these five kids on her own Ugh. and, uh, she did a hell of a job on her own. Every child became successful in their own right. Yeah. And, uh, cause my dad always says to me, he's like, yeah, I lost my dad when I was 10 and he's like, I did this and I did that. And like, I, you know, I took care of myself. No one paid for anything. And you're so lucky that we took care of you and, you know, you, you know, I moved out when I was this age and I don't live with my parents, by the way, just, just letting the audience know that I'm not living in my mom's basement by any means. But when I was living there, you know, when I graduated from Villanova, um, it was a thing where, you know, you get into arguments and what, you know, what happens with parents. 
Sure. And, uh, they're like, you know, I did this and I, I did this. I supported myself. My parents never paid for this. And I lost my dad when I was 10. Like, so, you know, not to, not to harp on it and complain about family problems and stuff. But what I'm saying is funny. Like me and Joe uh, Thurman, we know each other uh, fairly well at this point. You know, we just met, you know, we, we met like probably, you know. About a year? Or, a year, maybe about a year. Yeah. But obviously we hit it off and became great friends and created the show together. But uh, I didn't know that you lost two, uh, both grandfathers. I didn't know that. So. Yeah, I always felt a little cheated in that way. But, you know, um, like I said, um, even my grandma, Anna, even my dad's mother, um, she was there. Um, and I'll tell you, and well, we're talking, I'll tell you, it's just, uh, it's just, it's, it's weird that this comes up, but it's a funny, it's a true story. Um, she, I was three years old and grandma Mana was already well into dementia and she could sit in a room and not really know what was going on at all. And just look out the window and this kind of a thing. And my mother said she was downstairs one day and she heard some commotion going on upstairs. Her grandma Anna, again, in full dementia, yelling, raising her voice and this kind of thing, which was really atypical for her. And she comes up and here I am at three years old and grandma's got a can of lighter fluid in her hand. And my mom says, what's what's going on? And my grandma Anna says, he was drinking this. And my mom says to me, Joey, were you drinking that? (laughs) No, no, no. I said, no, no, no. Tell me to, and she thought she's not going to risk it. So she took me to the hospital and sure as hell, I had drank some of the, uh, and anyway, the stomach pumped and this kind of a thing. But to this day, well, to the day my mom passed. Um, she swears that it was divine intervention of some sort because the chances of Grandma Mana even having any kind of idea of of what was what you know. Wait, so how how old were you? Three. Okay, so and apparently I I grabbed it was a colorful bottle or something. Now it says drinking it, but the doctors and all said yeah he had some of that in his system, and if it would have been any longer, things could have gone really really wrong for little Joey. Uh, but but we the thing we of wouldn't it, be speaking right now right and the thing of it is though that this was a woman in full dementia that would normally never have any idea but did she but like did she witness you drinking that colorful yeah, bottle yeah. of what what was it again apparently she did yeah lighter fluid and apparently she well she not apparently she did witness it she not only witnessed it but she knew that it was something have, was wrong here. Have all of her faculties at that point? No, totally... no, that's the whole thing. Where my mom swears that somehow that that it was divine intervention. Because you think this is going to sound like a weird question, but do you think if the bottle wasn't colorful, she had no idea? I, Sean, I have I have not a clue, and I kind of think that that there was for there were forces at work there because ninety nine times out of a hundred she wouldn't. You think about someone in dementia, they don't, you know, so um, for the rest of all my life, when my mom would tell that story, she would get all, you know, choked up because she really believes that, that, you know, that that, that there were forces at work there. 
It's good yeah. to mention this because me and you uh, discuss spirituality quite a bit. Um, sure. Um, so I'll just say this. Um, this is kind of a current topic because I just lost a friend who I hadn't seen in like a decade. Was never really close to them. He's basically my really good friend's uh, like best friend and right. uh, had no idea that he passed away suddenly. And oh, um, one of those things where you know, I talked to you and we started talking about spirituality and we're like, Hey, maybe we should talk about this in the next, po- next podcast. Um, and because we have a lot to talk about with spirituality and, you know, our beliefs, we're not going to push religion on it. Let's just, let's just make it clear. We are not going to push our beliefs on anybody in terms of religion. I was raised a Roman Catholic. I went to Catholic school pretty much my whole life, including high school and at Villanova university. Um, but I'll say, uh, I'm not a super religious person. I don't go to church ever really, unless it's like a baptism, unless it's like an official wedding, unless it's a funeral. I don't feel the urge to go to the church. And I'm so, so fucking mad at the Catholic church with how they've handled themselves over the years with all these accusations of the priest and the pedophilia and the cover-ups. I'm sick to my stomach. Yeah, that's that's disconcerting. going on. But um, it's one of those things where I'm still spiritual. I still believe in a higher power. I don't know what the higher power is, but I believe there's a force and there was a creator, maybe multiple creators possibly. Um, and, you know, an entity or a force, uh, maybe even we'll consider them aliens. <laughs> you know, we're not wearing the tinfoil hats by any means here. But, and you know what, Sean, what um, I, I, I just use the word source. I just source. use the word okay, source. source. Yeah, because once you use, you use the word aliens, people get spooked and scared. Um, but I have had several instances in my life of, I'm not going to say divine intervention, but crazy things have happened. Uh, let's just say there was a, a car accident when I was a kid, which I viewed as a miracle looking back on it. I'm not going to go into it now, but things that happen that I'm like, wow, you know, someone's looking out for me or it's just stupid luck. And I'm just a survivor and there's fate and there's destiny. When I'm meant to die, I'm meant to die. Today wasn't that day that that day wasn't that day, but Joe, let me just ask you, um, you were raised a Roman Catholic? Yes. And we'll give a little bit of history. Like you, you had to go to church every Sunday at 930 in the morning. <laughs> yeah. Uh, as a kid, um, I, you know, much to my dismay as a kid, I mean, every Sunday morning, uh, my dad's uh, fingers would rat, you know, rap on the door. You know, let's, let's go, let's go, let's go. Or, you know, the little noise of the the fingers rapping on the door. Wake up, let's go. Um, every Sunday we had to go to nine thirty mass, and he dragged me there all those years. And you know, I wasn't crazy about it like any kid wasn't crazy about it. I think until the time I got to about fourteen or fifteen, I think I got out of it because I was um working at that point as a bus boy and I would work Saturday nights late and get in late. But I think he figured at this point he's four in, in my dad's mind, he figured, all right, he, Joe's the youngest. He's you know, he's he's fourteen, he's fifteen years old, he's working. I'll leave him alone by now. But during those formative years, he he took me to church and I wasn't crazy about it. And uh, after, uh, of course, when, when he stopped uh, bugging me about it, uh, I didn't, you know, I chose not to go. And then after, you know, five, six, seven years, you start, a little thing started to click in my head. Like, you know, I, I kind of missed that a little bit, that very thing that I was, you know, trying to avoid all that kind of missed that a little bit. And 
I started to go on my own, not as frequently. And there have been times over the years where I've been in and out of like maybe, I don't know, maybe go a year or two, sometimes a couple of three years without even going to church and then back in. And I think it's always kind of been that way. And I do identify as a Roman Catholic. I made all my sacraments and did all that kind of stuff. Can I just, I want to add to your point here. Sure. Um, And I want you to continue talking about your history with the church and everything, but um, you're not one of those, uh, um, they call it pontificating, right? When people pontificate, they speak like they're better than you and they talk down to you and they preach to you. You're not walking around like some fucking religious uh, lunatic preaching. And you certainly don't think that just because you're Roman Catholic, you're going to go to heaven and everyone else is not going to go to heaven and you're special and they're not special. Let's just make that clear. You don't believe Oh, that, right? no, no. Because that's where I was, I was kind of go with this, that um, I identify, if someone says, what's your religion? I say Roman Catholic. But if, if a real uh, a zealous uh, Catholic comes up to me and says, well, when's the last time you did this or that? I'd say, I, I would tell them, hey, back off a little bit here. I go to church about once a month because I, I just like to go to, I just about once a month, I go. And it's not even really because I think God is sitting up there with a little pen and pad and taking roll. I go because uh, it makes me kind of feel like I'm hitting the reset button. It makes me feel, and this is kind of may sound corny to some people, but you know, I, I, every once in a while, I'm fortunate enough to, and, and I don't do this as much as I'd like either, but I go get a massage from like, you know, hand of stone or what hands, you know, hand in stone and this kind of a place. You're getting oh. a massage, but you're not, you're not, you're not like, you know, you're not like Robert Kraft or. Oh, no, no, no. This is, this is an honest for, to God uh, therapeutic. Happy like, endings, right? Like, right. No, no, nothing like <laughs> hand in stone, like, you know, therapeutic, honest to God, physical massage, like you know, rub down. Cause I get back spasms. I got this and that. But my point is I equate going to mass as like getting a massage for my soul. And it, it sounds corny, but it really is. And it's it's not really in the way that most people would think. I go there because it reminds me of being a little kid and having dad sitting next to dad on Sundays. It reminds sometimes mom was there too. Um, and uh, it just reminds me of, of that time and it comforts me. And I swear to this day, if I go to mass and I close my eyes, at times I can feel him right next to me or right behind me or right near me. It's just really, when really say, weird. When you say you can like feel them, quote unquote, um, it's not like, like if someone touches your shoulder, for example, if someone touches your hand, you know, they're touching. No, you. right. You not literally feel. feel. What, what, is, what is the, can, some things you can't describe in words, right? So I respect that you can't answer this, but um, when you feel them, what, what are you feeling? Okay. Um, I'll, I'll just give you a, what I'm feeling, I'll go to mass and the, the sights, obviously the stained glass windows, the crucifixes, the blessed mother, the candles glowing, the organ playing, right? And the, the, the sights and the smells and everything. If I just close my eyes, I can feel that same feeling and I can almost feel, not literally feel physically, but emotionally I can feel like he's right by me. He is, mom is, and even my grandma, Grandma Mary, uh, who often went to church like you're not, with you're us. Not like a, you're not anticipating um, your father putting his hand on your shoulder and like saying, no. you're okay. Like you're not thinking to that level, right? No. Okay. Okay. I, I, um, I kind of, I just, I, I've, 
feel their presence. I feel like it wouldn't be, it wouldn't you be feel like almost like uh like there's a relief that comes over your whole body and it's like very, like a blissful type peace thing. Yeah. 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 So I, I do it for that reason, Sean. And also I'm a, I love history. You know me, I like Gettysburg. I like this and that. I, 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 love, I just love history. And there's one thing about the Catholic church, the Catholic faith. It's, it's 2000 years old, right? Um, and there's a lot of history and, and, and I feel like it's a really neat thing. Like just for example, when the priest gets up there and he breaks the bread and he quotes Christ, I think about all the priests through all the centuries that did it the exact same way. Right. And I just, I look at the, the statues and the artwork and, and I look at the ritual and it's historic because that's been there all the time and, and, and pretty much done the same way. So I get a little kick out of that history wise. I really do. So it's, it's someone who likes history that looks at it from a history. It's someone who's looking at it from a personal, emotional connection to the past with my parents and then the tertiary reason is pre- is honestly is is the is the just the the reason why most people probably go is just you know the the, the actual you know you catholicism think, of it but do you think like when you when you ingest the uh the holy communion the uh you know the thing that tastes like cardboard a little circle white thing with a cross right. on it Right. Uh, and, and the wine, do you, do you actually believe that that's kind of a personification type of thing of Christ's body and blood? Like, do you not actually believe that though, right? No, what I believe, what I believe, what, and, and this is, this, it's interesting that you say this because there was, I, I, I'm watching a show on, on religion and on Christianity and on Catholic faith. And in the Catholic faith, they made up their own word called, um, transubstantiation. Sounds pretty fancy, doesn't it? But what it is is this this magical thing that happens that this is now literally the body of Christ, right? This is lit, and you know they made up their own word and this and that in a roundabout way. Do I believe that? No, I believe it is a symbol. But I'm now hardcore Catholics, and God bless them if that's what they want to believe in transubstantiation. They believe at that moment in time that it, the molecular structure and everything changes. That's too much for me to believe. But what I will buy is this is a symbol of what happened, you know, in that during that Last Supper, right? This is a symbol of it, and that's good enough for me. Now there was a a, a woman that was from one of the other religions, not the Catholic re- religion, and she was on one of these shows. And she said, about Catholics, she said, I don't understand. The Catholics really believe that was really the body of Christ. She says, if I really believed that that was actual body of Christ, I would be on my face in front of the altar, she said. That that's how, you know, that if she really believed that. She'd be giving Christ a blowjob? (laughs) <laughs> no i'm just saying she'd be on her face in the altar. what do you mean she she wants to eat the like what what is she saying when she says she'd be on her face in the altar what does she mean yo man i know that was that was that was blasphemous but again like this is a podcast we're not in church but there's um, a podcast on but i mean come on man i know that was that was that's, you know, i mean that's a little too well come on that's a it's a because well, they're eating his body and blood man it's like they're they think they're some of these people think they're eating the body uh, and blood do me so, a favor though just and do me a favor try to you know I, i'm you listen to me man i'm not a prude but i just that's that's just a little too what she meant was that she I would know. be laying down with her face on the ground 
in reverence if she really felt that okay. was literally okay. the body of Christ. Yeah. I, mean, right. I, I saw I saw an easy opportunity, low hanging fruit to go with that joke. I, obviously, I can't believe you did that you did that because there's cute, there's funny, and then there's a little bit over. And I don't really care about anything right now, other than and you might you know I, it's just a little. I, I'm going to get over it. We're going to get past this, all right? <laughs> but I'm I'm not. Just please, I mean, really, not that, I, and you know me, I'm not a prude and I'm not a religious nut, but what, come on, man. Well, because, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, just, just figures of speech where people are like, oh, man, I worship that guy. I would do anything for him. I'll be on my knees for him. So when you said, you know, go, we're going to knees at the I altar. I didn't I'm say knees. Myself, she like, said what? she'd be on her face in front of the altar, meaning face down. She'd be in such awe. That's what she okay. meant. Okay. I think you knew that too, but you just, yeah. let's get yeah. past it, Sean. It's okay. Let's get past it. Uh, I'll punch you in the nose when I see you again. I'm just kidding. Um, I, I'm past it. It's just, you caught me by surprise there. Cause it says there's cute yeah. and then there's a little too much. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, I, and again, I'm I not, feel, cause you're, you're opening up about your spirituality and beliefs and for me to throw that, well, because you it's, it's, it, because we're talking about Christ now too. We're not talking, you know, we're talking, and it's, you know, it's, you know, it's, it's yeah, anyway, let's, let's, let's keep going. With anyway, that. So let's you, keep you, on with let's it. Just keep, my in point terms is of Christ in terms of Christ, right? I'm going to come all the way back to, let me, let me come all the way back to your question. No, I don't believe that's actually the body of Jesus Christ, but I do believe that it's a symbol, right? It's a symbol. And that's good enough for me. But do you think that every time you take that uh, Eucharist, uh, the, the, you know, the Eucharist, it's the little white thing that tastes like cardboard and the wine. Do you think that you're, every time that you consume that, are you a believer that, you're you're getting a closer connection to god i do uh, be- by just consuming that i i do i i i do because uh if you believe it then 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 it, it is so I, I i do i think that goes with a lot of of you know religion i do believe that that if a person goes up there and they feel like they're connecting to god in that way with taking the bread drinking the wine and if they feel that then then it, it is so because okay. you know I, I i i really do believe that i i do believe that i do, don't though believe that the molecular structure changes and do, oh, you know yeah. I mean, that, transubstantiation that's transubstantiation. Where, well that's there listen that's why I tell you I'm a Catholic, but I'm not a dogmatic Catholic. I'm not, uh, you know, HLS, <laughs> hook, line, and sinker. I'm not have you buying ever, it. Have you ever thought about uh, in your earlier days or ever, we were like, hey, man, maybe I, maybe I want to become a priest. Was that ever in your mind? You know, at, at times here or there, it, at times here or there, because um, I've had – um, I've had times in my life where I was really, really, I used to like, you know, start reading. I mean, like just reading the Bible and really, really getting into it. Now, those times would come and go. Um, but during those times, you know what I mean? There were times where I, I said, would say the actual rosary. I was just like really getting into it. Um, so at times like that, it, you contemplate it because I like to talk, you know, um, you know, I like the history. I like the reading of it. But then again, too, there are certain things with, you know, the, with, with, with lifestyle and, and there's a difference between really feeling something and, and, and really getting into it for the time being, um, and, and devoting your life to it. So, yeah. and, and, you know, it's a big commitment. And if you like women and you like girls and you want to be married, and I, know you, I know you, yeah. I know you love women. I know you love women. I know you love, uh, that's right. Girls. 
So, absolutely absolutely there's no doubt about that there's, so there's other jobs like uh what do they call those the ministers or ministers can be married but they're still like kind of like priests too yeah and you know what and there's you know i just never felt that much i never felt it that much you know i never felt but at times it would it would enter your mind yeah but i did, did i ever really see by any chance yeah, that's the one I told you about. I told you about that no, one. No, 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 no. I saw Father Stu in the movies, dude. No, and wait, time out. I said to you, it was maybe about two months ago, tops, maybe a month and a half ago. I texted you one night and I said, I just ordered a movie called Father Stu with Mark dude, you, uh, Goldberg. I saw Father Stu in like April or May, dude. Well, whenever it was, Sean, I swear to you, I sent you a text that said, I just ordered a movie father stew yeah, it looks pretty I mean, good i'll find a text hold on let's just for our audience because this audience members right and you responded you responded i'll have to watch it or something and the next no. day the next no. i'm not at the hold the next I'm day you, you sent me a text i love that movie exclamation point no it because movie. i think no okay so this is this we're just, this is a miscommunication i think i was confirming that i love that movie because i've already seen it i didn't say oh I saw that movie. I saw that because I saw that in the theater. Because I, I, I'm a I'm an uh, uh, AMC A list Stubbs member. So mm-hmm. for twenty five dollars a month, I can see three movies a week, which is like crazy. Because I can see like twelve movies a month for twenty five dollars. It's like it's like two bucks a movie. So I've seen over like fifty movies this year at least. And uh, I saw Father Stu early on. It quickly became okay, one of my favorite. I must be wearing it? I must be wearing orthopedic shoes because I stand corrected. Okay, I thought I thought that's cool. I got you. Now you see where I got my idea. I sent you a text that I'm 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 ordered a movie and it's called Father Stew. It looks pretty good. And then the next day you sent me a text saying I love that movie exclamation point. And the only thing I could derive from that is that you saw my text and you watched it too. And it would be like you. You watch movies like like at random. Yes. So I I figured out he got my text and he watched it too. I got you. I stand corrected. My thing with right? Father Stu was, uh, we're talking, about, we're talking about the idea of becoming a priest. Um, I, was, <laughs> I, I saw the reviews weren't great, but I also know in society today, um, religion is kind of frowned upon with certain circles and certain groups of people, you know, and they, they, you know, in Hollywood, uh, making a religious movie is not easy. And I understand why. Um, but I saw Mark Wahlberg was in it. I had read that he put on a lot of weight for the role. He really committed to it. His method acting is insane. How they can lose weight and gain weight so quickly. And Mark Wahlberg is one of my favorite actors. And I'm like, you know, I'm going to see this movie and I'm going with an open mind. And I don't want to be overly religious. I don't want to feel like I'm watching a fucking like a Hallmark Christmas movie or, you know, a, uh, because I went to the Catholic school like my whole life. I don't want to feel like I'm watching one of these religious movies, which are not funny at all and are too serious and are cheesy and corny and all that type of stuff. But no, Father Stu was an excellent film. His story about how he decided to become a priest. And I don't want to give away spoilers for our listeners, but it's a phenomenal movie. Don't believe the reviews. And if you're looking, if you really dive deep in the reviews and you're thinking, oh, IMDb gave this a, uh, let's just check an IMDb right now. I just want to quickly check the score. Yeah, you can't always uh, go by that. You know, everything is subjective. You have, to, you, have to, you, have to, you have to read the room. You have to realize why they're right there. So IMDb. If I want to see a movie, I'll watch IMDb, the movie. There's, there's, IMDb is one of my favorite apps. It's a great resource for shows and movies and actors and what they've been in, what they're in, the scores and ratings and reviews. Uh, right now it's a 6.5. So 6.5 on IMDb is considered extremely mid. So mid for the, the people out there who don't know what mid means, mid means mid's average. So we call it something mid. You're like, oh, that's that's mid. Mid's average, right? So right. Father Stu had, like, had below a seven. Below a seven on IMDb for me, it's like, oh, it's, like, it's even worth seeing. But you have to remember, 
There's people who don't like religion. There's people probably are paid to, you know, other studios, not even religious related, paid to, you know, lower the score and they don't want the message to be spread. And, and they might be thinking, oh, mother, other people might be inspired to become like a Catholic priest and all that type of stuff. So there's other reasons why it might be rated lower. I thought, because I, I, I consider myself a movie connoisseur. I've seen thousands upon thousands of movies and I, you know, I can, I can see a movie. Um, and then the next week forget like the name of the movie. Cause I've already seen 20 movies since then. Or something right. like that. That's why I thought that night. So, That's why you go ahead. Yeah. But um, I really enjoyed father Stu. Wahlberg was excellent. Um, the whole love story was, was interesting and, and cool. And it was a, a Latin girl to boot. And you know how I feel yeah. about Latin girls. I just yeah. think they're so beautiful. We'll talk, we'll talk about Sorry. that. We'll talk about that. We like, mm-hmm. the, we like the Latinas, me and you. I say that with all due respect. There's nothing, you know. Um, <laughs> but, but, um, but listen, as far as these ratings for anything, bro, I'll look at them just as a basic idea. But I'll be damned if I'm going to say, oh, I'm not going to see that movie because, you know, uh, you know. Uh, Jim Bauer said it was no. I don't give a rat's ass. <laughs> if I'm going to see a movie, I'm going to watch a movie, and I, then I'll rate it. One of the funniest things that you do. This is one of your gifts, and I don't have really have this gift. You're able to think of a name out of thin air, like a nickname for somebody that's not a real name, <laughs> and you're able to just quickly like come. I don't know where it comes from. I don't know if you already are thinking Jim Bauer in your head. No, but just I had the, no like, idea where like, I was going. We're talking. That. You're like. Who is that guy on the phone? Who fucking Keith from Perth Amboy and stuff? It's like, <laughs> it's like, it's so funny to me, but to you, it's probably not like super funny because you're doing it naturally. Right. But like, right. You come up with these names that are thin air. It's like, oh my, what a, what a, like everybody has their talents and skills, but man, that's the, you know, just the Joseph Baylor, I mean, or whatever the hell, you know, you're good at stuff like that. I well, I appreciate it. That. But to get back to the original thing here, and I just don't want to get go too back. heavy let's, with let's, this. Let's I'm going to go back. Now, I'm going to, let me, let me just tell you, I'm going to go back to, I like to go I, as far as be, I like to go to church about once a month because for several reasons, but not because I think I have to uh, check a box because it makes me feel good in a lot of different ways. And when I walk out of there, they're like, I feel like, you know what? I'm, I'm good. I, I feel something's a little better. It's like hitting a reset button almost and feeling, you know, but as far as being a devout, um, um, a dogmatic Catholic, forget it. It's not going to happen because there are too many things. First of all, and we touched on it before, the unconscionable things that went on. Now, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, you know, condemn, uh, 96 or 97% of the good priests out there for the hellacious acts of 3%, but that 3% happened. It happened. And why, why are they protected though? I, I, you know, I, 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 I don't. I think when the people in the church who are responsible for that, when you get something like that dumped on your lap, what do you do? What the, I mean, the first thing was, oh, you just go right to the authorities. But sometimes I guess it's just, it's just deeper than that. I don't, I just don't, I don't know. Well, what about the victims though? Don't they deserve justice? Yeah, Sean, I'm not, listen, I'm not saying, I'm, I'm not trying to give anybody excuses. I'm trying to figure out logically how this could happen and how. Here's, here's another thought that, that crosses how, my know. mind. Um, do you think they're thinking there could be a mass exodus to another religion? Like everyone will want to convert to another religion because they find out that the Catholic church is covering up these atrocities and they're thinking politically, they're thinking strategy. They're thinking, wow, we can't have everybody leave our religion. We have to cover this up. Or what, what exactly is their, their, their main reason for the cover up? I, you know, 
I, 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 some of it is just absolute total, um, um, humiliation, embarrassment and so forth and so on. Some of it may be not knowing what to do with these jokers. And, you know, Father McKenzie may have known Father Leroy for 45 years. And, and because Father Leroy was caught sinning, what do I do with him? I don't know what to do. And maybe he prays over it and maybe feels the best thing to do is send him to Albuquerque and pretend like it never happened. I don't know. I just don't know these things. But like I said, I'm not going to, let me, let me just say, I'm not going to condemn 97, 98% of the good priests for the, for, for the hellacious acts of the 2%. But you know what, Sean? Let's get real here too. It's not just the Catholic Church where this kind of shit has taken place. It's taken place in a lot of different. I mean, you don't think there are any Baptist ministers that? I mean, they're real. It's 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 sexier for the media when it's the Catholic Church. But this kind of stuff happens all all up and down with clergy with bad clergy. Just like there's you know Christianity is the it's the biggest religion. Any religion, any every they're all the you don't think it happens. You know, it happens. There's two point. 38 billion followers one-third of the global population uh represent christianity right uh, they have so much power and money and influence um uh but you said all religions right so do you ever hear about like jewish rabbis doing this stuff well you don't, don't see it, do you, do you, wait do you hear about it? you don't think it exists you don't hear about it because it's not as sexy uh, for the media okay but yeah you you know I don't know. And you know what here, Sean? You know what else is, is going on here too? Um, uh, rabbis are allowed to marry, are they not? Um, right? I think, sure, yeah. I think they are. Yeah. Well, priests aren't. And I think therein lies the rub. This is another reason why I don't fall in line. I'm not going to fall in line with, with every, little piece of dogma in the catholic church that is one flaw that i see right the major flaw that i see right there that these cats couldn't get married and have a normal physical life with a wife and i think that would have precluded a lot of this stuff they're asking these cats to come in here and abstain and i just think that it's 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 just it's it's asking for trouble think about it think about it like this though if they're abstaining right like they, they don't have a woman but like even I'll just give an example. I just saw something in the news that the Pope said uh, that like a lot of the popes and priests uh, in the Catholic Church like they they watch porn, right? So he admitted that. So if they have these avenues of like porn, like doing things themselves and fantasizing about women, what what in their mind? Because they say this about a lot of pedophiles. It's like they're born like that to abuse. Like they're attracted to to, to kids. Um, do you think their minds getting, and these guys are like so devoted to religion to know how like sacred it is. Uh, and they're breaking the most sacred of laws and they're violating the most sacred of, uh, that's what really, really uh, kills fragile minds and kids. But like, but what, like, say they were married, right? The guy say the, say these, the, the ones who molest the kids say they were married, but they, you're saying if they're married to a woman, they still want to. They wouldn't want to touch the kids anymore. Like, what do you? What is? What exactly happens to the mind? Because that. Well, that's the way I. But here's another thing. Hold on, let me say this. Let me say this. Do you think? Do you think that they're they're a lot of these guys know that they're pedophiles before and they join the church to uh, to prey on kids because it's it's easy low hanging fruit. They're easy targets, um, and they have this holy power, and the kids have to listen to what they say. Do you think they're they're predators like they're wolves in sheep's clothing, and then they're 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 living in the sheep's clothing, which is their priest garments, 
And are they like this before they join or is it, well, does it let, happen? Let me, to them? Let me, I know where you're going with this. Let me answer your question. I think what happens, I think, I don't know. I think what happens with these guys is you're going to, you're going to get some of these guys who are like you just said, they are, um, they are uh, attracted to, I guess they're attracted to kids and they know it and they get into this for that reason. But I think you're also talking about guys who would normally be uh, normally hetero, normal, normal, but as an alternative, because they can't, as an alternative, they turn that way. So they don't go into a preconceived appetite for, they they use it as, in their minds, an alternative. I don't, look, I don't know, Sean. And here's the thing. Here's the thing. I'm not bashing the Catholic. I'm, not, I'm just saying, I'm just saying um, 97, 98%. We can't, you can't, okay. But I think in its construct, the Catholic Church went wrong centuries ago by making that a mandate. And I think if they didn't, they would have a lot of less problems in that in that area. But let's push that aside. It's a big thing to push out, but let's push that aside. The rest of the dogma dogma too. The rest of the you know, I had an aunt at my father my father's my father's um memorial service, right? Um his sister, my aunt, she didn't go up and receive the Holy Eucharist. Because we had Eucharist, it was a little mass, right? And I didn't understand. And I asked my sister, I said, hey, Lee, why did Aunt Marie not go up and get communion? I don't understand. What the, what was the big deal? And she goes, oh, because she's divorced. I said, yes, so. And here I did not even know. This is how, um, this is, this, this is how, uh, stringent, um, some of my older family members are that that's a law within our Catholic faith that if you're divorced somehow, you can't go up and no longer receive. Yeah, that's, and I think that's asinine. I think yeah, it's me, totally let asinine. Add, let, me, let me add to your point here and continue. With but you. it exists. Um, so those rules so, and regulations I don't adhere to. So I'm not a dogmatic Catholic, but I, I do identify as a yeah, Catholic. A lot, but go ahead. Go I, ahead. I, I appreciate you sharing that with the audience because um, it's mm-hmm. not easy to talk about your faith and your religion with people. It's a personal thing that you have, your faith, um, right. your spirituality and things like that. So I commend you for that, for being so open. No problem. Um, but don't you think a lot of the Catholic and a lot of these religions, they're so archaic. And like, there's people out there, like there's some crazy people out there who think uh, everything in the Bible is literal. They think it's like, oh, the Lord I... was created in seven days and this, and they, they, Adam and Eve, they ate the apple. And like, they think oh. that this stuff actually happened. Oh, and you're going to find that, and I'm going to step outside of Catholicism for because where, where you're really going to find that is in Christianity, but in some of the other denominations that are not Catholic, that really they ad- adhere to this, they call it solus scriptura, only scripture, this kind of a thing. And then when you talk about the Bible, when you talk about scripture, you could take any, ver- most verses you could take and you can interpret any way you want it almost. So you could you could go out and, and and find you could go find a Bible verse to support any argument you want to make because you could twist it just about any which way. I just think that yes, there are people that are really I think I think a lot of a lot of it is archaic. Okay. And I think to go in your if your approach is you're gonna you're gonna adhere to these writings, and not only to the writings, but 
somebody's somebody's interpretation of them, you know, Pastor Steve or Pastor Ken or whoever it is, I mean their interpretation of it, and and this I think it, it's just a bad way to go. I I firmly believe that in some some basic generalities, bro. And I think everyone should incorporate the thing, this the thing that really turns the basic me off about, generalities that between you, between me and Jesus Christ, yeah, but just between me thing, and Jesus Christ we'll talk, and we'll everybody talk, in between, you get out of the way. Yeah. And that that's, that's kind of where I am with it. Yeah. The thing that turns me off, another thing about the Catholic church and Christianity, um, cause I've spoken to Christians and I went to school, you know, Catholic school and I've spoken to people, you know, since then at work and whatnot. Um, and some of these people have views that, they think they put being gay in the same category as being a murderer and a pedophile. And I'm just like, whoa, whoa. Right. Gay people are not in that category. They are born that way. Let them be happy. Let them live their life. But they condemn them. And they're so against it. And we're living in a generation where we're evolving. Everyone has an open mind about things. And they see people for the love and what they really, you know, who cares what they do behind closed doors, consenting adults and things like that. Right. Um, so it doesn't make sense. Why, does why it? condemn a whole group of people and right. say it's a sin? And then, and then they send them to camps and get them to they, 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 they pray away the gay and stuff. Like, what about that? Well, and here's the thing. And, and, and it's just, it, right. And let me ask you a question. This is a rhetorical question. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense, does it? No, it doesn't. And if no. it doesn't make a lot of sense, if it doesn't make a lot of sense, I'm not going to buy it. So, and here's the thing. I don't understand. I do understand as a guy, as a dude, as you're a dude, you look at a certain, if, 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 if I look at Katie Purry, right? There's certain things that happen. My eyes see certain things. My brain chemicals do a certain thing. And there's certain things that happen. It's like, wow. And then your heart skips a beat. That little thing. I don't program that in. That's just something that happens, right? Now you're talking about a group of people, gay people, right? That, that happens. But unfortunately for them, it happens when they're looking at a member. But uh, why, of the, but why is that unfortunate? Though? We should why is it unfortunate? It's unfortunate for them because of all they have to put up with. That's all okay, I mean I by that. Clarify that because I, I that's have, all I mean I by that. People, I have people who I know who, uh, you know, they uh, they're gay, including a family member, and I love them and they're great people. And that's all that matters, struggle, bro. They struggle. They but it took some of these people years to come out of the closet. And they were literally scared of what their people, they're still, but, but then you have a whole religion full of like 2.5 billion people, wherever the number is condemning them. And it's like, whoa, they, they must, you know, and then, and then they, they put thoughts in their mind that like, oh, we could pray it away. But also like, uh, if you're gay, you're not going to go to heaven. Like they scare people with their, with their commandments. They scare people with their, their doctrines. Exactly. Their and this is all they the kind of bullshit people. that I don't like. I don't go for. And I don't think the Jesus Christ that I know, okay, because no one really knows. You have a concept of who he was. We can get an idea of who he was. And the Jesus Christ that I know is a forgiving, understanding. He's a loving. He's a compassionate dude. He's not a pushover, but uh, he's the kind of guy that would nurture someone like that and really evaluate them based on Okay, so, geez, you like to do this with a member of your own. Okay, you like to do that behind closed doors. Okay, that's fine. Do you give the charity? Do you help people? Are you a good person? Are you, you know, this kind of a, that's the, the, the I think, the, I think the priorities for Christ are, um, 
bigger than than something like that. And I think he's a forgiving type dude. And the Christ I know wouldn't um send them to hell for something like like that. And and really, like I said, these people are born do you think they would choose to be like that? I think I mean they're they are born that way. Their brains are wired a certain way. You know? The their brains are wired yeah. a certain way when you see uh, a hot chick walking down the beach in a bikini, you're looking and there's certain things that fire off certain brain chemicals. And I just was just, I don't want to repeat myself, but there's, it's automatic. Well, for these folks, it's automatic, but it's the, for them, unfortunately for them, because of what they have to put up with, uh, the signals are crossed. Um, but if that's their deal, if that, I said, unfortunately for them. Now, listen, if that's their deal and they go about it the right way, they don't hurt anybody. They don't, they don't mess around with kids. They, 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 uh, they sleep with or love somebody that's an adult and that's willing and, 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 uh, feels the same way about them than they do, right? It's a reciprocal type of thing and everything is, is, is cool. So let them be, let them do what they're doing, man, because there's more important things to do. But to exactly. equate, to equate, it's a waste, it's a waste of time. It's and ridiculous. Right. And just because someone saw that written down in some book that, that, that's, that's basically a collection of writings from these people who were desert dwellers and philosophers and just put this stuff together, you know, you, there are more books of the bible that were discarded they were discarded you only see the books of the bible presented to you the books of the bible that were selected they were hand-picked by priests by clergymen who who developed them and said these are the ones we want to push to the public but what about the 75 percent of all these writings over here we don't we can push them aside they don't they don't really uh match what we're trying to sell the public here okay i'm sure you're aware of that too there were a lot of writings that were pushed aside because they didn't jive with the story that these clergymen were trying to sell to the public and so i'm seeing i'm saying you're seeing we're reading um uh, a select group of writings that were um um congruent with their objectives at the time and their objective was to control the masses and to uh so to in, indoctrinate. Let me this but uh, you know so can i bring this up your your father suffered from an illness toward the end of his life what you know and you took care of him right so what yeah. was the can you give some uh you know yeah details about it? yeah he he slowly it was really weird. He slowly started to forget things and you just write it off as well. It's just getting older. And it just got a little bit progressively worse and worse. And as it turns out, it, 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 it really, um, turned, it turned into and develop, he developed Alzheimer's disease. And, um, I didn't want to put him into. I didn't want to put him into a place if I didn't have to. And, um, the job where I, the, the, I was working a certain job at the time. And it was just a, a really strange turn of events that I was there for three and a half years. Uh, and because of some goings on, not in my department, but one of the other departments, the company lost their contract and the contract wasn't going to be renewed. IE, I wasn't like going to be out of a job. 
So I was at a point in my life where, okay, do I go out and find a new job now? Or I got dad over here. What should I do? So I've managed. I talked to my siblings. We had a family like conversation and I was able to structure everything so that I could, instead of going out working and then paying someone stranger to come in and take care of them, I said, you know what? I'm only going to do this once. You only live once. So I rolled up my sleeves and said, I'm not going to look for a job right now. Taking care of him around the clock is going to be my job. I tell you what, I've had some hard jobs in my life. I've worked in group homes with emotionally disturbed kids and, and I was a special education teacher for a while, which is, despite what people understand about it, teaching is a very, very difficult job and taking care of kids in a, in a, in a, in a group home, um, kids with psychiatric problems and so forth. And, and when you're rolling around on the floor and you're restraining them, I had a lot of highly stressful jobs and so forth. Taking care of pop was, was, was the, the most difficult thing. And I, um, that's, that it was. Makes you, that makes you say, saint, I use the term saintly. You makes you saintly in what you did. But well, I, the reason I bring that I don't up know about I don't that, but I, I appreciate the comment. Your subject, but, um, a lot of people who are anti-religion say, well, what about cancer? And what about these horrible diseases? Like your dad suffered from the Alzheimer's. Um, you know, why does that happen to people, good people and stuff? You know, what is your response when people say, well, why doesn't God prevent this bad stuff from happening? What do you think about that? What do I think about it? I told you this story before. Um, I was watching a program one day. And it was like, it, it, this was a serious talk show. This was like a Phil Donahue or something. It wasn't like, you know, Maury Povic or something. This was like a serious, serious talk show. And on this, the guests of the show, he had two or three guests. And each of those guests shared something in common. Each of those guests were people who had tried suicide and were unsuccessful, thankfully. And this one young lady said about her experience, she said that, she was out like people, you know, they're on the borderline. They have near death experiences and blah, blah, blah. She said she had this experience where when she did this, where she was going like a, a, a tunnel way type thing and it was getting murkier and murkier. And she could see in her peripheral vision, she could see people's faces and she could see the people's faces that they didn't look really all that happy. She could tell, she could just sense that these were people who had committed suicide. And this, this, I swear to you, this is true. This, yeah, this story. Now, let me, let me finish. Let me finish. Okay. okay. So she gets to this point where, uh, there's some light, light and there, there's, there's, there's a being there at the end of this. And she couldn't discern who it was, but she knew there was someone there. And the being said to her, is this not your time? You really shouldn't be here. And she said, but my life is so hard. And the being said, it's because it's supposed to be. And she went back, right? And she woke up and came back and all this kind of stuff. That's good enough for me in, in and of itself. But if you just, you know, even Christ said, pick up your cross and follow me, right? I can't give you all the answers to the universe. I don't know why we get cancer and die. I don't know why people get Alzheimer's. I don't know why your your friend had a, a you know, a a, a a brain blood clot. I don't know all these things, but nor do anyone else. It's, it's the search for answers that that's the catalyst for, for, you know, for religion, right? That's the whole thing. So do you search for answers? Also, have you ever heard the quote, like, you know, you wouldn't know what lightness was unless there was darkness. 
there's 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 a good point too that it's you know rainy days are really bad but those sunny days are really more beautiful because we contrast them to that and you know um we don't makes people feel blessed like it it sounds you know something bad happens to someone else you're not happy you're like oh i'm lucky that didn't happen to me so don't you think that it it creates a uh a balance right in the force of energy and everything um light and darkness and good and evil um to have the evil um happening and having the bad things happen for other people to appreciate their lives and then you know they might see something bad happen like oh i want to start living my life now i don't want to die early i don't want something bad happen to me and it inspires people yes the people mourn yes the families are devastated yes all these things suck um but it also creates uh, a tougher because we're talking about evolution and things like that we could touch on this in the first you know uh next coming episodes and things like that but um it makes people appreciate life more to know to know how bad things can get and it creates a better people for society because they they know the tragedies and the suffering um and society going forward in the future people are going to be better people um, and appreciate life more and it's going to it's better you know i I don't know there's there's more to it than people think that's just i think it's an easy answer for people to say oh they're you know this person died this person died and you know fuck there's no God. I'm just going to, you know, this is horrible and life sucks and we're not going to heaven. There's no afterlife. There's none of this. There's no, well, that's like life. saying, you know what? I, I prayed to God that my team would win the Super Bowl, man. And I put 5,000 bucks on it and they didn't win. So I guess there's no God. I mean, it's, it's tantamount to that kind of logic almost when you start to, you know, it, you know, the, the thing of it is I, I, Dr. Wayne Dyer is no longer with us but i used to love listening to some of his stuff and he said one time he said you know we're not you know, you, you, you 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 hear about people saying you know they went through a spiritual experience so in other words we're humans going through a spiritual experience and he says you know what he said it's the inverse we are spiritual beings but for the moment for these x amount of years that we're here some of us 80 some of us 40 some of but we are spiritual beings who are currently going through a human experience. And part of the human experience, part of the deal is suffering. Different, different, different forms, different magnitudes, different whatever. But part of that, it's just part of the deal. And that's what it is. And there's no getting around it. Do you, but there's, there's a, do you think there's a current, like, do you think we're, there's a currency for suffering? Like say there is an afterlife, right? Um, mm-hmm. Say like, you know, there's all these different theories, right? Like, do we, when we die, do we automatically respawn right away? Do we know that we just died? Um, you know what I'm saying? Like your life continues in another like dimension. Sure. And like, you know, that, the other dimension, you're dead. Everyone thinks you're dead and everyone you know, in that dimension, but you're alive and you don't know, you know, there's still the, the same people exist, but they're all, they're, they're slightly different because it's an alternative multiverse type of thing. This is, yeah. wait, this is me expanding, but do you think that we're building a currency for the next life? Like, oh, he suffered this much. Therefore in the next life, he's going to be rewarded uh, that much more because he suffered that much. Do you believe in that? It's- Hey, sometimes that, you know, uh, the Buddhists believe in that karma thing and that, 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 that certain things that you do in one lifetime because they believe in the reincarnation, all right? And certain things that you do, good or bad, in one lifetime can carry over into another. So I'm not to, who are we to dismiss that? 
until you have some factual evidence, you can't. That's the whole thing here. You can't dismiss anything. Some people can listen to what you just said and roll their eyes and say, oh, what's this guy talking about? Different yeah. You know, who the hell are they? Why? Why? How, How can you dismiss it? You can't How dismiss it. So if you can't dismiss it, it's on the table. And like I said to you one time, I said, you know, we worry about dying and death and everything else that. You know, death is death. Death seems to be more of, of of a drag and more of an inconvenience and more of a, 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 a of a of a horrific thing for the people who are still there living. The person that died, may, they may feel so much relief. They may they may cross over, and while we're standing there, we're falling over the place. Oh my god! And that soul may be like rejoicing, like oh my. God goodness this is fantastic that last thing was that last thing was so hard this is fantastic. what about what about the theory of go- what about the theory of ghosts like there's tons of movies documenting stuff like this like um like there's not there's a famous movie called ghosts with Demi Moore, right yeah Patrick yeah. Swayze yeah. yeah um what do you think about that theory where like you die and then there's literally a ghost all around us we can't see them they're like watching everything we do like you know, are they having fun just observing us? Do they get bored? Do they eat? Do you think that stuff is possible too? I, I, how can it not be possible? I mean, to say something's not possible means you've got some answers and I don't have answers for you. So if I don't have answers for you, right, it's on the table. It's possible. I mean, you know, they asked, so, they asked Eleanor Roosevelt one time about, you know, reincarnation and the different life. To, and they asked Eleanor Roosevelt, pretty astute woman. They said to her, someone said to her, do you think the idea of you showing up in a different lifetime is crazy? And she's just not any crazier than the idea of me showing up in this one. Right? Assuming yep. you really think about it. What are the so chances let's just they- circle back really quick because we're going we're gonna to wrap this up. Uh, we, yeah, I, love, yeah. I love our discussion. We're going to do future uh, podcasts with spirituality and different folks. Oh, yeah. We, we could, we'll have stuff. to touch on this again because we could go. Yeah. We're literally showing we could do eight, eight ten exactly. hours on this we kind of thing. We could have an anthology of this stuff, but right, right. it's so interesting. But like, um, let's just let's talk about um, Jesus real quick, right? Um, so I believe the reason that uh, Judaism rejects Jesus is because they, they believe it's idolatry to believe in a, a human being of being a godlike. Why is he a human being? And they think he never accomplished their goals in the Jude- Judaism's goals, right? To rebuild the temple and do all these different things. Um, and he died, right? So uh, uh, Jesus, if he's, if he's really the son of God, if he's so divine, if he's so blessed, why couldn't he survive? Why couldn't he be like Superman? Why isn't he bulletproof? Why isn't he superhuman? Why was he so, why was he just easily killed? You know, why, why they just got, all they had to do was physically hurt him and kill him. Um, but then obviously became a martyr, but you know, um, well, you say they what, reject, what, what, I don't know what, if they what, reject him. I mean, well, there's, the there's man, Jewish, the man was Jewish people for let's Jesus get something too, clear but... and let's refresh for, here for a second. For a lot of folks okay. lose this too. that Jesus Christ, Jesus of Nazareth was a Jewish man. He was a rabbi. Okay? Yeah. So they don't reject Jesus Christ. I think they accept him on many levels. I think what they do is they reject the notion that he was the Messiah. Exactly. That, that's exactly okay. what I'm saying. I just yeah. wanted to call. I know you know They're, better. And I know, but a lot of times I know cats that don't. I know some, you know, so I just wanted to get that but out. Here's another out. thing, though. Like, say, hmm. say, say, like, Jesus exists in some form. Like, say he just jumps to different bodies and whatever when he dies and that person's divine and whatnot. Um, uh, if somebody knew for a fact that someone was Jesus, right? 
Mm-hmm. That person would have to be the most protected person in the entire world. More than it would make, it would make the Secret Service protecting the president look like a joke. Um, and how would that person live their life, and what would they do? And everyone was expecting, would they be able to turn water into wine? Would they create miracles? And I think the people are thinking of Jesus Christ. I think they're thinking of uh, they're giving they're thinking that he's like way more powerful than he is. Um, so, what do you think that what abilities do you think would Jesus have if he lived in this modern day? <laughs> You know, and here's, and here's, here's, here's my take. It's just, it's just my take. And, and just to reiterate something here for our listeners, we are in no way, shape or form, um, no way, shape or form, um, swaying anyone, uh, trying to change any, not trying to make fun of or critique anyone's belief, whatever it is that you believe and how you believe it, go for it. And we're not disputing that. We're not trying to, there's, there's, you know, just want to bring that out. And we certainly didn't mean to uh, uh, insult anyone. Okay. My take, and you know, my background, I talked about it a little bit uh, before, as far as being Roman Catholic and blah, 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 Roman Catholic to an extent. Okay. But my take on Jesus is, I believe he was a good man. I believe he was very articulate. I believe that he was connected in some way to something bigger than us. I believe he was connected in but some how, way. How, to, did so, let start, me, like, back, how did they start? Like, like how did they identify him? And like, it was, I don't know, like, you know, I haven't touched up on these subjects, but like, um, when did everyone view him as like so holy and divine to the point it was, my thinking is he tried to create, he tried to branch off and create his own religion, and they didn't like that. And then they, 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 whoa, you know, whoa, whoa, they whoa, 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 time out, time out, time out, time out, time out, time out, time out. I think you know this too. He came down here, he, he was here, he was a Jewish rabbi. He spoke to his audience, were Jewish people at the time in that part of the world. Okay. And the tenets that he was, uh, um, expressing to them and the concepts were all consistent with the jewish faith okay he never intended to create a separate religion he never intended that he intended to come down as a rabbi and get these people try to inspire them and 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 teach them better ways to worship and to get their act together so that they could get salvation eventually. So he was coming down here saying, look, you're doing this, this, and this. I don't like this. Do it this way. Do it that way. Don't do this. Don't do that. Giving them some new ways to, to view things and some some instruction. But in no way came down thinking, no, I'm starting a new religion today. He did. It wasn't the thing. He was come down to instruct and to guide and to teach the people, his audience, again, a rabbi, teaching his Jewish audience, his people, to do things better than they were, okay? The religion started after the passion, and after they went down there, they went down to the gravesite and discovered the gravesite was empty, and then it begun, right? Then it began, 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 right? It was there, okay, that, what happened here? He said he was going to rise up. He did. He's not here. Okay. That's when it happened, but it was created by men like us 
afterward, the people who believed Christ, he, he was, you know, he rose up. And even some of his apostles, he, he, he showed himself a couple of days after he showed himself. And Thomas had to see that the, the marks in the, in the, in the wrist bone, right? That we say the hands. But my point I wanna, is, I wanna, I wanna he didn't come down here. here with the intent of starting a new religion. Let Let's connect, get that let me, straight. Let me just clarify some points here. Um, so do you think if he never became a martyr, if he was never crucified, um, Christianity and everything would exist today, like the way it does, and he'd be worshipped like the, the, the cross and, the, you know, you know, the standard cross and him on the cross. He, like, say he just lived a full life. Would, uh, was, was him dying necessary to, to, uh, to create that whole movement? See, and it's a good question, Sean. And my answer, I can't possibly answer that question, what it would have been. I think he did enough before the passion. He did enough in the way of healing, in the way of, 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 of raising people from the dead and to do the miracles that he did. And, uh, you, I, I think, let you, me, you, let you, me just finish, Mike. Let me just finish. Okay. okay. I think he did enough in that regard that, that yes, it probably still would have been. Um, but when you talk about was it necessary for him to die, I don't know because he's supposedly uh, a sacrifice, right? They used to sacrifice, again, way back, way back. It's an ancient religion. They used to just slice open an animal and sacrifice an animal to the gods. Like God really needs that. But I don't know. But the concept was he was the lamb of God. He was the lamb. He was the sacrifice. He was the, the way men would sacrifice a lamb. He was the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world, right? So that that's probably why that had to be. But there here we're getting involved in in a lot of the I don't I know I know just what I'm trying to tell you. My synopsis of it is is you know, people said, well, he was he was he was the word that, that became flesh and he was Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. I believe Jesus of Nazareth was someone I would love to sit down and speak with, be in awe of. I think he was for his time. I mean, he was he was articulate, smart. He was a good person. He spoke of great things. He was ahead of his time in the concepts that he was trying to convey. So, and I think that he was connected. And I'm almost finished. I know you're 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 dying. You're chomping at the bit to talk. But I think he was he. I, I think he was connected to the divine in some way enough for me to say, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump on board with him. Okay, and that's it. Now we do have to wrap up here. We yeah, can't. You know, we are. We're gonna wrap up in a couple of minutes. But um, okay. I just clarify that. So you you do believe that he there he was raising people from the dead though. I believe in that story of uh, Lazarus. Sure. Why not? Why, why? Something happened there, Sean. There was some things that happened that were really, really, you know. Okay. Well, th- let me just, let me just mention this uh, before we wrap up, because, you know, this has been longer than we thought, but obviously it's been a very great uh, discussion. Well, that's, that's, I'm enjoying it myself. Uh, it's, you're, it's, you're a, it's, you're these a hell are the- of a talker. Well, I thank you. You are too, young fella. But and, and the thing of it is, it's cool because these are the biggest questions of all. What are we doing here? Why are we here? What? Where did we come from? Where we go? We can't answer them. Well, this is what but I kicking I mean, them around is pretty damn fun, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> but like, I think about it like this too. It's like our like you know, say people believe in the Big Bang theory and there was no uh, spiritual entity or force that created all of us, but 
why are our hearts, how can a heart, like an organ, and how can a brain power a whole body and pump blood through us and be so efficient and our eyes and how are we able to see through these things and how are the eyes <laughs> send that information to our to our yes. brains it's like, yes. it was so complex how could it be an accident right thank you thank you i mean forget just looking up and it's stars and all the planets and everything and just how just how volatile our planet earth is i mean if we move one degree in in, in either way we'll you know we would we would cease to exist um Forget everything around you. You don't have to go any further than the human body. Exactly. You know what I mean? I mean, it's, even, ama- it's, 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 it's amazing that we have, but then you go beyond the body and you're like every, like every leaf on a, on a, on a tree is like, that's by design. And every little, it's like, whoa, like dude, stuff that, I'm amazed all the time. Insects. I mean, just animals, insects. I mean, yeah. if you really took a cockroach and really looked at it and really studied it, I mean, the, the, I don't the, want to, the, but... the engineering, the engineering and, the, and just the, the way that, I mean, really, I mean, I'm just, what I'm trying to say is even some yeah, of the most, you know, it's, it's, it's really, it's for, for those who don't believe in God. I mean, you mentioned the big, big bang theory. So, okay. So you're telling me you're getting real specific on the way that God triggered this, but okay. Exactly. So the big somebody bang had theory, to, somebody had to put to, the big bang theory thank in motion, you. Right? Someone had to pull the trigger. There was energy. There was energy in the cosmos. For Thank it to you. be accelerated and for it to like, like, but who, where did that all start? Right? No matter where, where you go with it, I'm going to take one step backward and say, yeah, that's was God on the, the front end of that. You know would what I mean? You so, be, would you be open to having like a scientist as a guest on our show? And we can interview the scientists about what they actually think and they don't think religion, if they could explain. No, because you know why? It's like I was, I'm just trying to tell you. First of all, it would be, a, a, I, I, I would be, listen, I wouldn't because here's the thing. I don't think that yeah, science. Just have an open mind to hear a perspective, though, right? So I, I, well, hear the pers- perspective. That's fine, but my re- my rebuttal would always be, Mister Scientists, Mister Scientist. Thank you for that synopsis of all that. But all you did was give me an, a detailed description of how God does His work, <laughs> right? I mean, if you come up and you, yeah. if, because that's all you gave me was a big, and it was thorough, Mr. Scientist, and I appreciate so it, what about, Mr. Scientist. What about the pyramids? But all that you're doing is giving me a detailed description, a play-by-play analysis of how God what did about, that. But what about what about the pyramids, though? Don't the, those are modern marvels to this day? How do they build those? <laughs> Look, and the idea. The idea of of our and this is okay. People go the idea of our planet here being visited by people who gave instructions to other people on how to do something. It's on the table as well. I'm not saying that's the only way those pyramids get built. I'm saying that, um, you know, people were people were pretty doggone smart. You know. We tend to think of people because it was 2000 years ago that they were they weren't really intelligent. They were pretty intelligent. But they didn't they didn't have the cranes and the machinery and stuff to like they had to do. Like, yes. Yes, it's possible that they could have done all that by by hand and lifting the stone slowly and had people do like constantly. Build, and it took forever to build all that. I agree with that. Yeah. But like, right. It's, it's, they're, they're marvels, though, the way they built those things. Oh, Absolutely. But uh, no I'm going to say this. There's a show. We were talking about proving stuff. There's a show that I loved on FX from 2020 called Devs. Um, it's about a computer engineer investigating a company or whatever. But anyway, 
on that show, there's they have a technology where they have a computer system that can that can see into the past, things that happened in the past that we don't have any video footage of. Oh, that's and neat. They're able to see like there's one scene in the show where they see like the Christ being crucified. And imagine a machine or something that was created like that in real life where they could start proving that these things like Christ was crucified, he was real, and they can prove this is how this was built. And what what would that scare people to have the technology to, to, to see like videos in the past of stuff like that? That they can create the technology. What would you think about that? Oh, I think that would be that would be. I see it's a double edged sword. I mean, I don't know if I would want to see that because. Well, wouldn't it give would, people some clarity though? And some, clarity? I wouldn't. I, I would not mind the idea of having that confirmed that it did happen. By, but I don't know if I would want to see that happening. If you see the Passion of the Christ, I mean yeah, that shook me easel. up. I saw, it my, I saw it with my mother in, uh, in the movies when it came out. I saw it with my mother, God rest her soul, in the movies when it came out. Now, isn't that weird? I never knew that, John. <laughs> I saw that with Julie uh, in the movies when it came out, and I'm telling you, I was in the movie theater, um, and Mom was crying and this and that. I, I held it together. But it was it was it was really tough to watch. So I don't know if I want to actually watch that actually happening. But it 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 would be neat to have it confirmed. Like yeah, that actually did happen. And but you know what? At some point though, it's about faith. That's why they call it faith, dude. It's you know. It's you, like, just, you saw Eric Clapton in concert. Did he play "Running on Faith" at the concert? I don't know. I know he played Layla. I don't want to put you on the spot, but like that's one of that's one of his, like that's. That's an all-time song, running on. I never, I never claimed to be an Eric Clapton, like you know. Uh, I, I told you before, I was a Billy Joel fan. I know Billy Joel songs, isn't yeah. that? But I, I can't. I mean, I know. I'm just, I, I like that, Clapton you know. stuff that he did with you know Derek and the Dominoes and with Cream and you know White Room. Yeah. White Room is just as you know. It's, it's, so, but as um, he did, um, he did Cocaine. The we'll song. Talk, we'll talk. Right? Yeah, we'll talk. We'll talk about more about Clapton, and we'll do a whole episode on music. We're going to do all that. Just, yeah, we we, we should things, because we. Could, I, you said the word music. faith, and I know, I know you went to the Clapton concert back in the day. I was just wondering, you know, the running on faith. Is that something you know? Dude, I can't. That out there, but I'm not putting you on the spot by any means. No, it isn't. But I do have to. Let's. Uh, it's been. Yeah, it's ra- been a nice. So let's yeah. just. I'm just going to do a closing uh, thanks for the audience. So I'm glad everyone tuned in for this. I know it was a little bit long. I know it was a little bit heavy. I know it was a little bit deep. It's okay. Um, But these are subjects that are very important. We're all here for a reason. The reason we're able to listen to podcasts and the reason we're able to have our cell phones and our computers and all this and the ability just to hear me and Joe speak from maybe across the world or whatever state you're in, wherever you are is amazing. It's just, it's, 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 it's amazing. But um today's episode was a little bit more serious uh, but we're not going to only be doing sports we are not going to only be doing sports we're going to be talking about music movies we're going to try to steer away from politics we don't want to get too political because that it's a very divisive subject and i kind of hate politics despite being a political science major at villanova university uh i was a minor in philosophy so i'm more of a philosophical type thinker i started to stay away from the politics but no, we are going to be doing lots of these podcasts, possibly three a week we're, we're aiming for. I hope people continue to, to listen. Um, and, you know, I to start off this night, I was extremely upset because Villanova lost to uh, Temple, another Philadelphia <laughs> Big Five school at Temple tonight. They lost, I thought it was by one point because I turned it off once they hit the free throw to go up 65-64. The stupid ref called the foul with a minute to go or the second to go. Temple hit the go-ahead free throw. Um, Nova, I think the final score was like 68 to 64 with last time I checked the box score. So 
that probably ruined some people's bets if they had the spread because I believe when Nova was down uh, early on, it was like a, it was you know it was it was plus three and a half. But anyway, that's not the point. We're not talking about gambling today and Nova basketball, which you know near and dear to my heart. But I mean, I, I might do some solo uh, podcasts on my own and just talk, just ranting about Villanova basketball, and I might have some guests on. I mean, it would be a dream of mine to to interview Jay Wright, to interview some former players, um, possibly Jalen Brunson, legends like that. Even the guys before my time there, like Kerry Kittles, like Tim Thomas, uh, like Ed Pinkney, um, all the legends. Uh, obviously, can't interview Roly Massimino. Rest in peace. He died. But Villanova basketball is my passion. But tonight was a more serious discussion. Me and Joe uh, tried to educate the audience a little bit of where we're coming from with our spiritual reliefs and our religious background. As you heard, we're not super uh, committed to the church in terms of uh, going to church every Sunday and reading the Bible and and doing the commandments and uh, the rosary. Like you know, we're not like total. And like no, at this no. point, at this point, I'm I'm a Roman Catholic kind of in name only. Doesn't mean I'm not part of the church, but. I've kind of, I kind of stepped away and kind of had my own spiritual relationship with God, my own personal relationship, my own faith. Um, and I'm that's, sure- and I, I want to add to your point there for a second. That to me is what it's all about. It's about your concept of Jesus. All right. Your concept of source and your personal relationship with them. You can use some of the, the stuff in your, whatever religion you're in. You can use some of that as a guide here or there, but don't don't get hung up on it it's between be you and source let's be clear we are not uh no I'm i know not. We're, we're, we're not condemning agnostics or atheists no um those people those people are equally um i respect those people equally and they have their they have and it's one of those things i talked about having a scientist on to talk about uh you know the different issues and proving the, the big bang theory and stuff we're we're open to having uh atheists agnostics on all sorts of different guests because we're going to have some guests on the show. Uh, we're going to reach out to people because you know on the internet and see who wants to come on the show and see what we can get. Um, even if we can't nab the big stars and the big names at first, um, we are going to we're going to try to keep this podcast very interesting, very lively, um, and very uh, educational, but very lighthearted. Um, and you know we have we have uh, you know modest uh, goals for our podcast. Uh, but me and Joe feel like we can we can really take this to a different level and make this a, a great product for people to consume weekly, multiple times per week. Um, and I'm glad everyone's listening. Um, I'm, I apologize the first episode, which I'm not sure if I'm going to delete or not. It was tough to hear my co-host. It wasn't the best quality. But the feedback that I got was the second host. The second uh, episode with Joe as the co-host um, was way better. This episode, I have a feeling uh, the right people hear it um, is very interesting to anybody because anybody who's interested in questioning religion and faith and all this sort of deeper questions in life, I believe that um, especially Joe's perspective, they can literally uh, learn um, more about their religious and beliefs and where other, where other people are coming from. And they might not think that it's too crazy to believe in God. They might not think it's too crazy to uh, to to. Uh, to be part of a religion or not be a part of religion. It's just, we're just having an open mind and we want, we want people just to learn and to enjoy. And we want this, the podcast to make them feel good about life and and everything that's going on and spread positivity. Um, So Joe, I'll let you uh, say the last words. What, you have anything to say? Uh, The only thing I really do want to make very, very clear. It's been a pleasure as always. 
Um, we will uh, occasionally have a guest here or there, but that's that's really not what we're about. We're about it, it's it's a conversation between us, and I like it that way. Uh, and it, but occasionally there may be a guest here or there, but that's that's going to be pretty atypical for what we're doing here. Um, I like our conversations and. Uh, I think our listeners like to hear our conversations and we're not having a town hall meeting here or anything like that. So that's not what you were saying earlier. You're saying occasionally we may have a guest. Occasionally we might have a guest. That's all. I mean, but here, here's the thing I wanted to say about tonight is, uh, please, everyone, if you heard something that you maybe took the wrong way or didn't, we absolutely positively respect your opinion, whatever it is, we respect your religion. We meant in no way, shape, or form in nothing that we said, and there were things that maybe got a little dicey, but we we meant in no way, shape, or form to make fun of, to make light of religion on your 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 beliefs or anything like that. Essentially, what I'm trying to say is we didn't mean to insult anyone at all. We hope we didn't. And that's it. I do have to go. And Sean, it's been an absolute pleasure as always. And until next yeah, time, the only thing I could say for as an Eagles fan is let's get the next one. That's all Monday night. And we're burning the midnight oil. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's well past midnight. It's almost one in the morning here on the East coast. Um, this we podcast actually, we may will speak be released before Monday uh, night, but we'll this, see what goes on. This podcast will be released uh, tonight, most likely. Um, and I'm glad everyone listened and I look forward to uh, talking to Joe in the next podcast and everyone tuning in. Have all a great right. night. Thank you. Bye-bye.